And we are live. Good morning, everybody. Hey, one of my favorite gals are here. Hello, Letha. Good morning, young lady. It's always nice when a beautiful woman is there when you first go. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Sorry, I had a little echo. This, folks, I'm telling, oh, everyone over on the live chat on Rumble, I'm also watching you guys. So, I, my God, if you could see my office, I have one, two, three, four screens, and pretty soon I'll have six screens. Luckily, luckily for me, I got my spectacles so I can see. Right now I'm blind. Now, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. My friends, oh my God. I'm going to take Patrick's advice. Person that black and black been talking with. I'm gonna send him or her some roses because oh, holy shit! Okay. He or she has done a little recon for me. That's where I'm going to send flowers. The marketing campaign for BlackRock. Just the internal marketing campaign to their clients. Yes, and on YouTube, right? They're, they're hitting YouTube. Folks, I got more information than I know what to damn do with. Anyone else seen BlackRock commercials on YouTube? Yes, 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 yes. The marketing campaign for Bitcoin and BlackRock they're, they're getting ready to change their name to friggin' BitRock. That's how crazy this is getting. BitRock. They're, they're going to get rid of BlackRock and just call it Bitcoin Rock. The internal marketing campaign and the email... Um, The email strategy with existing clients, the sales, right? The sales teams, which are the agents, um, they're ramping up, folks. And I have an itching suspicion there's going to be an announcement from BlackRock. And others. 
here tomorrow. My friends, are you ready for this? Are you really ready for this? Do you have enough Bitcoin? All right. Let me tell you a little secret. Let me tell you a little secret, folks. Binance was going to run out of Bitcoin yesterday. Binance was going to run out of Bitcoin yesterday. They had to halt all trading. They halted all of trading on the whole platform to switch wallets, to switch the API. Anybody? Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. <laughs> My friend, here. Hang on one second. All right. Now, let's see which one this is. Yep, that's it. Hang on a second. But it's gains up almost $600 earlier this week. Uh, it crossed 35000 for the first time since 2022. It's doubled for the year. Optimism uh, is surrounding the possible eventual approval of Bitcoin spot. Shout out to my boy, Pop. He's a, he's a great guy. Bitcoin ETS. Uh, that has something to do with the surge. Obviously, joining us now, Anthony Pompliano, founder of Pomp Investments, to try to sort out uh, anything related here. There was, I guess, some ETF news, uh, although you would argue it was to be expected. So BlackRock yesterday or the day before got a QSIP number that, that, that we knew they would have to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, look, to understand really where Bitcoin is right now, you got to go back to 2018, 2019. Bitcoin had been up to 20000 in the bull market. It drew all the way down to $3,000. What happened there, and Stanley Druckenmiller said it was the thing that convinced him to go buy Bitcoin, is that none of the Bitcoiners really sold. About 80% of the people who owned it at 20000 still owned it still at 3000 Still 56% long term right now. So there's, a, there's no supply for it either. It's highly liquid. 76% hasn't been sold in the last year. 56% hasn't been sold two, in the last two years. Two years yeah. And really what we saw, what drove Bitcoin's price from that $3,000 buy bottom to $69,000, I mean, 23X in about three years is that there was a supply and a demand shock. And we had printing of money, low interest rates, and we also got the halving. We look like we're headed right back to that. Right now, we do have high interest rates and they're trying not to print money, but we have a $33.5 trillion debt. They're trying to fund two proxy wars. We have the Southern border issue. We've got all sorts of uh, inflation they're still trying to uh, combat. And so what's likely to happen here is that they're going to have to return to loose monetary policy. When they do that, it is likely to coincide with the Bitcoin. But, but near term, uh, just talking about the ETF, you've got nothing has happened in the last three weeks to indicate it's any closer. 
Well, I definitely think that it's closer, right? I mean, well, because three see, weeks went by. Hey, well, three weeks went by, but also BlackRock is now going and they're seeding the fund. They're seeding the fund in October, which is new. Correct. And so they just amended the uh, 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 application. And so really what you're just seeing is they're getting prepared for the approval. The big question is, are they going to just do they know anything? They may know nothing either. They may know nothing, but I don't think that uh, BlackRock is going to go through all this effort. Right. Remember, there's reputation risk here in terms of people know what they're doing. And so it's much more likely that it's going to get approved. You need a different change on who's in charge. I mean, you've got three Democrats and two Republicans. Right. Is that we, we had one of the Republicans on that and she said, I think it's, I have no idea why it makes no sense. It hasn't been approved yet, but that doesn't mean the, that she's going to convince her, her colleagues. At the end of the day, Bitcoin doesn't care about the politics of it all, right? Now, the SEC and other it's organizations line, definitely care. Well, it, here's the thing is Bitcoin is just highly, highly disciplined, right? It is the most disciplined central bank in the world. It doesn't care what's going on in the news. It doesn't care about geopolitics. It just produces yeah, but the price of Bitcoin of does. The price of Bitcoin price cares, cares very much about what happens. Bitcoin's up 100% to start this year. Right. And I don't think a lot of people kind of recognize that because they remember it was at 69,000. It drew down to 15, but it's up 100 percent to start the year. And so when you look at that, the market is obviously telling us something. And what we're watching is capital is flowing. Someone's mm -hmm. calling it a flight to quality. You've Not seen someone. That. Like, Larry, Larry Fink. <laughs> right. Larry Fink. Versus bonds. With the, let, me, let me see if I have this right. Can the government issue more than 21 million bonds? I want to add this in. Listen to what he says about bonds. I'm telling you, folks, the bonds got wrecked the other day. That was BlackRock selling the bonds to, to seed the Bitcoin. That's what, did you notice the same day? The day after the bonds dropped was when Bitcoin shot up. They were moving funds out of their bond allocation into the Bitcoin seed allocation. You just you just have to know where to look to see who's selling the bonds. It's BlackRock, right? And and the government, right? When the government sells bonds, what are called fresh bonds, right? When the government sells fresh bonds, it's it's they. The only one buying them, the only one buying them is the Fed. They're literally, they're literally having no interest in bonds. So the Fed has to buy them. For the wars and all the spending and all that, folks, I don't give a pluck what the Fed says they're printing money through monetary policy of the government. They may say they're not printing money, that they're trying to rein in inflation. Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm calling it. Because 
The Fed is buying the government bonds. They're the only buyers. And they're giving the money to the U.S. government that is behind the scenes, actually freaking bailing out the banks. They're, they're trying to bail out Ukraine, and they're getting ready to try and bail out Israel. This is one huge bailout fund. The reason the interest rate at the Federal Reserve is they're trying to control the inflation inside America. My friends, you have to understand what's going on. The outside, remember, three quarters of the U.S. dollars in existence are outside of America. They're trying to flood the American economy with American dollars before they're devalued. Florida just outlawed China and China's subsidiaries from buying land. The American Congress is setting up to do the same thing. The government is setting it up where you can't purchase any uh, any securities from China. They all have to go through America. Why? Because they know this inflation has to go somewhere. And they're trying to push it into the stock market. But it's not working because these are overvalued deflationary assets. And none of them are limited. The only one that is, the only asset of limited supply is Bitcoin. And BlackRock knows it. Wall Street knows it. Everyone knows it now. The marketing campaigns are about to set up. Folks, in 2017, I said the same thing. Marketing, watch for marketing campaigns. As soon as they hit, boom, Bitcoin shot up. BlackRock is marketing on YouTube, and they're using search engine optimization tools specifically for people who have watched or shown interest in Bitcoin. You think I'm full of shit, folks? Learn again. No. Everyone over on Rumble... Folks, jump on this chat. See? Jump on, jump on this chat. I'm telling you folks right now. Shit's about to go crazy, baby. About to go crazy. Now, let's watch the rest.
the government can issue as much as they want. <laughs> right, but how many Bitcoin? One of the most important, 21 million. One of the most important uh, details or, or kind of data points that I saw recently that really kind of opened my eyes was TLT from the high in 2020-2021 is down about the same that Bitcoin is. And so where bonds used to be this flight to safety, now all of a sudden you're seeing people around the world say, look, some people are still buying bonds for sure. But there are some other people who are buying Bitcoin. And given that Bitcoin is the finite asset, I think that's ultimately where you get uh, price appreciation. Well, Anthony, the only thing I was going to say is that the what Washington does is very, very important. If it weren't, there wouldn't be so many Bitcoin enthusiasts trying to do so much to, to spend money there and try and influence. If you look at Sam Bankman-Fried or anybody down the line, what Washington decides does matter. And I would think that having them decide something would be helpful. Like Just getting rules of the road would probably... So I think that uh, the companies that deal with Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies, they care what Washington is doing, right? They're the ones who are spending the money. They're, they're the ones who are doing this. Bitcoin is a decentralized protocol. Bitcoin's not spending any money. Bitcoin doesn't even have a team behind it. And so I think that the companies very much care and they are lobbying and they are trying to get these uh, clarity of rules and try to you know, push this forward. But Bitcoin itself, if the government tomorrow came out and banned Bitcoin, mm -hmm. everyone else around the world would say, Okay. And they probably would actually go buy it because all of a sudden they would say, hey, this is outside the system. This is something that isn't controlled by any government. It isn't controlled by any individual. And so it's this very interesting thing where decentralization of the protocol really matters. But the companies, they're still centralized companies with American citizens running them, and they definitely care what is going on in Washington. So you think when above the old highs, when and how much higher above the old highs? Hundreds of percent appreciation when we get to these bull markets has been the norm. I don't see that changing now. And then back to where? I mean, look, there's a cycle, right? It's very much... Uh, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a hideous, frightening cycle that just shakes you to the core when Bitcoin comes back down. It went to 17 from 65, right? 69? People have been on this show for years now talking about all the stocks that went up a lot. They went down a lot. And over a long period of time, they were great investments. You just kind of had to hold through all the volatility. Yeah. I think Bitcoin is really just the true free market asset, right? There is no, um, you know, circuit breakers. There is nobody bailing it out. When uh, we saw FTX and other companies go under, the government didn't rush in to bail them out. They bailed out the banks. And so I think that there is this element of a free market asset is going to have way more volatility than uh, something that's inside of the system. You know, it's a little weird this time, I think, is that you wouldn't say that there's been risk on in tech over that fault, the, the right-hand side of that. This has not been a risk-on environment from 25 to, to 34. It's, it's gone up 40% in a risk-off environment. That, the, so that almost looks like it's, it's not correlated now. And that's where Larry, the Fink got the flight that uh, it's money, which to call Bitcoin quality is, in a lot of people, mind yeah. that that's anathema. One I mean, Charlie things, Munger thinks it's rat shit too. One of the things people have to remember is the best investors in the world act completely differently than the herd. And so right now, the herd is saying, we're risk off. Every great investor I know is going risk on. They're buying these assets at suppressed prices because they know what's going to happen. We're going to return to loose monetary policy and prices are going to go back up. Are we though? Higher for longer. Higher for longer. Higher for longer. You, you, uh, you eventually run into math. And ultimately, you have a $33.5 trillion debt. You added $500 billion in the last month. We're sending hundreds of billions of dollars around for these proxy wars. You just, if you're going to continue to raise the national debt, you're going to have to inflate it away. And so loose monetary policy is going right. to be the standard over the coming years. Let's decades. go back to this idea of, and we talked about it on the broadcast a lot, this sort of buy the rumor, sell the news situation, which is if in fact the CTF exists, or there's a big announcement, is that a great day for Bitcoin or is that baked into the price and you, you needed to have gotten there 
beforehand yeah. and actually it goes down afterwards. I think it's a great point. Uh, the halvings historically have been this like buy the uh, rumor, sell the news events. Uh, the ETF probably is going to be something like that, where if, if you saw uh, this fake news, I guess it was, you know, where the ETF got approved, but it really wasn't approved. Right. Basically, price went up thousands of dollars in a few minutes, then drew right back down as soon as it was uh, determined that it was fake. And so you probably will get some sort of uh, short term movement just out of the excitement. But I do think that this anticipation is obviously driving the price up. It was 25,000. Now it's 34,000. You're just eating into what was potential returns on the approval. Right. And so uh, the question isn't so much what happens on day one. You know, Galaxy Digital just came out with a research report. They think $14 billion will go into the ETF in the first year. If that happens, what does that do to the price? Their expectation is that's going to drive the price 75% higher. And so that's just their estimation around the ETF. If that's true, that's a pretty big price move for an asset that's already hundreds of billions of dollars in market cap. Um, I like getting for the people that are really in the cult. I mean, there's even names. So when is the, I mean, a having almost sounds like, like an awakening yeah. or something. When is the next halving? <laughs> when is it, it's coming, isn't it? Yeah, less than a year away. Oh, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I do feel sometimes like we are uh, we're, oh, we're talking about things <laughs> the same way that uh, people talk about, you know, what, when is your birthday? What is the Did you know the halving is coming? Person? The halving is coming, Becky. I've heard this, yes. Andrew. But I also understand where Prepare. I know, I know. Prepare it's like, for the halving. The halving is coming. Like what, I'm on what, the leftovers. <laughs> what is the, and I, I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding around about it. I think it's great. But um, what's the stock to flow right now? What, what is the number? Do you know? Do you keep track of things? There's a 900 Bitcoin that are coming into circulation every single day. It'll cut down to 450. Uh, the reason why the halving is really important, in my opinion, is it ultimately disproves the efficient market hypothesis, right? If you think about everyone knows that it's coming, but not everyone is going to act the same. Some people think it's buy the rumor, sell the news. Is it, it, it what, what stock to flow? Is it cheaper than gold's stock to flow right now? I, I don't know what gold's is, um, but Bitcoin, Bitcoin has continued to become more and more attractive over time. And then again, 76% of all Bitcoin hasn't been sold in the last year. That's from $69,000 down to 15,000, back up to 34,000. When you start looking at these numbers, why are people not selling? They obviously have some sort of long-term belief in an asset, and so if you have a highly liquid market, an ETF gets approved, tens of well, billions. There are also some of the craziest people on Twitter, uh, as you know. Um, the, there's a report yesterday that the Wall Street executives supposedly are shocked at how much interest there are in these products. And I think that what we're watching in some weird way is Wall Street is being introduced to the Internet. But now this time, it's not the Internet versus Wall Street, like we saw with the meme stocks. Instead, you're seeing Wall Street and the Internet basically get on the same side of the table and Wall Street's getting excited. They're saying, wait a second, these people are insane on the internet and we're going to have an asset or a fund that they want. That could be really interesting for us. Hence why BlackRock is advertising on YouTube. Because Wall Street realizes, holy Jesus. Look at the volumes on these. Look at the volumes on, on an illiquid asset that's global. It is true. Folks, this ain't all I got. Wait until I show you. Wait till I show you what Max Kaiser broke down. It was... His, his tweet was so retweeted 
it it froze up his account on Twitter because people that know. Thank you, Siri. Fuck off. People that know, know. Max Kaiser's tweet, hell with it. We've already heard enough from these people. Right. Oh, hang on. Share screen. Right. Let me explain. Right. Right. If you can read this, read this. If you can't, I'll read it to you. Hash, hash rate precedes price. First, we saw hash rate skyrocket and now bitcoin price is starting to catch up listen folks the implied hash adjustment adjusted price is over three hundred thousand dollars per bitcoin now let me explain that Right. Let me remove this. Right. The hash rate always precedes a price rise every time. Every time. It's probably the most reliable watch that you can do on a Bitcoin. The hash rate implied price in alliance with the hash rate that just skyrocketed over the last three weeks is $300,000 per Bitcoin. The reason Max Kaiser tweeted this and explained it all It's because a lot of people don't understand. While the while the herd is looking at the price on Coinbase, the people like me, the people like Max Kaiser, um, and other people in the industry, there's a mathematical calculation for hash rate in association with price. That's what we watch. When you hear someone say Bitcoin's, according to the hash rate, Bitcoin is severely undervalued. 
right? Folks, it always matches up to the hash rate in the bull run. Always, all, always, always, always. What this tells us is right now, as of right now, the next bull run in this one, this bull run for Bitcoin, the price will hit over $300,000. It is the most predictable formula for predicting price on Bitcoin out there. My friends, I'm telling you now, there's, I've been saying this forever. Click the link under here. Open an account at Caleb and Brown. If you cannot open an account at Caleb and Brown, call us at the club. Join the club's membership and we can get you Bitcoin as a service of the club. Go to www.bitcoinbenscryptoclub.com. You click the contact us and we'll walk you through joining the club. Then even if you live in New York, because this is a membership club. It's a private membership club. New York's laws can fuck off. Method to my madness, folks. See, government's stupid and slow. We're not. Okay. Everyone on YouTube, hang on one second. Copy. Hang on one second. Everyone watching on YouTube and Rumble. Right? Over on Rumble. No, hang on a second. Shut up, Ben. I'm going to put a link up here in the chat, All right? This is the link to my sub stack over here on Rumble. Same thing. Today on my sub stack, we're going to do an hour and a half video just on how to get into and get you some Bitcoin ASAP.
as soon as freaking possible. All right? So if you're watching on YouTube, I just put the link up there for my sub stack. Click that link. Join the sub stack for this video. And that's my private server. Right. The good information that UETubes won't allow me to do is all on Substack, on a private server. Okay. The link is in the descriptions, and now it's in the live chat. Join now. Right. Everyone else, we're going to... Oh, everyone on YouTube, bye-bye. You go bye-bye. Because Ben Ben's words, words that Ben Ben's about to say, say, are not allowed eh, on YouTube. Eh? I think that's pig Latin. I don't know. Just saying. Links in the chat and in the description for the private server. Love you guys. Bye bye, YouTube. Alrighty then. Now, Rumble, you got about another half hour. Then we are going to the private server. All right. Now, like I was saying, the hash rate, that's what all the insiders watch. They watch the hash rate, which is blockchain, blockchain volume. When you think hash rate, think of blockchain volume because they're correlated. Now, everyone watching on Rumble, hit like and subscribe. Here's a word from the sponsor. And I'm telling you, folks, if you don't have your crypto-only laptop, you will get hacked. The only safe option out there that because it's it's disconnected from everything else. It's a crypto only laptop. It's the equivalent of a safe in your house. You don't put a newspaper in your safe. You don't put a loaf of bread in your safe. You don't take your safe to Walmart. You don't take your safe to Amazon. You leave your safe at home. And that's what the crypto-only laptop is. And right now, when you buy a crypto-only laptop and you use PayPal, you can set up payments on PayPal. And you get your computer now and pay over payments. Word from the sponsor. 
Are you buying and selling cryptos on the same laptop that you're using to browse the internet, read your email, and visit social media sites? If so, you're exposing your cryptos to theft. Whenever you're online, you're at risk of getting hacked and having your identity stolen. How would you feel if someone stole all of your cryptos? What would that do to your finances? Guard your cryptos with a safe and secure laptop from Calix Solutions. Each laptop is set up just for you and your cryptos, and then we walk you through exactly how it works. Don't risk the security of your cryptos. Order a crypto laptop from Calix Solutions now to secure your crypto future. Learn more at calixsolutions.io. Okay, welcome 